You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Here we are again. It's me, your friend Brandon Bishop, and I, uh, I, I'm not going to apologize. You know, when I set out to do this podcast thing, the Brandon Bishop podcast, and even the other one, the wrestling one, the Nine Mile Drive wrestling podcast, I told myself I would knock one of these things out every, every single week. But I knew that I was getting into uh, just another thing, just another hat to wear, and it... Uh, Man, I tell you what, and, and I guess I will apologize for, for fibbing to you, for telling you a bold, bold-faced lie. I uh, just don't have the time to do these between traveling and filming and editing and, you know, all the stuff with the book and trying to get this new album recorded. And, and I'm, I'm not bragging about what I do whatsoever. I hope I don't come off that way, but it's, it's literally taxing to do this. And it, it's something that I don't want to just shit out there if it's... I don't want to just, you know, plop a big pile of steaming podcast in your lap because I know a lot of people do listen to this and I've been getting the, e- not emails, but messages and stuff like that. Hey, when's the next podcast? And I appreciate that. I really do. But I don't just want to plop one out when I have nothing to say or when I have nothing, no reason to do it. It's, uh, and, and right now, even I'm not prepared at all right now. But I just felt like doing. I was listening to other podcasts, and I was oh, light bulb, burp! I got two to do. <coughs> Excuse me, I was having some of this boom chicka pop white cheddar popcorn that my son insisted that I bought, and uh, he ate you know quarter of the bag at the halftime that he's in my house, and I uh, uh, the three quarters of the bag is sitting there looking at me, going, Brandon, hey. It's snowing outside. There's a fucking blizzard out there that you can't really, you don't really want to go drive in. So you're not going to go out there and buy, you know, food and stuff. But and, and you're kind of hungry and you want a snack. And it's sitting there looking at me. It's boom chicka popping at me. It's just, it's delicious. It's freaking white cheddar powdered salt and death all over a freaking piece of popcorn. And it's wonderful. And yes, I ate, you know, at least half the freaking bag myself. So. There's a couple kernels and a lot of dust left in there for you, kiddo. Uh, <laughs> enjoy when you come back. I'll get you a new bag, or whatever. But anyways, I, I'm not going to be able to knock these damn things out every single week. I just have a life, you know, and I, and you know, you, you don't have time. You need to be out there being productive. You need to be out there, you know, making money and 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 helping others and and doing your job and doing what you do and having your own fun. And maybe you got your own podcast. You ain't got time every single week, you know, two hours, an hour for this one, an hour for the other one to sit there and listen to me ramble on about shit. I know you don't have that kind of time. And if you do have that kind of time, you shouldn't have that kind of time. Get out there and find a hobby, man, or do your own podcast. Now listen to you and then we'll go back and forth and t- tell each other how awesome we are. Yeah, that's what we need to do. Anyway, a lot has happened, man, in the last however long it's been since I uh, dropped one of these on your face. Um, yeah, lots of stuff. And a lot of personal stuff. The health, I think, was the last one I was talking about. I almost died 
I could have dropped dead at any minute. My blood pressure was like 170 over 130. I got that down. It's still down, thankfully. Um, I got to work for WWE for a night. I'm going to talk a lot about that on the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast, available anywhere that this one's available. Um, I got rid of AsaiPodcast.com. A lot of people are listening to this podcast, but you're listening to it on iTunes or PodServe or Spotify or something like that, and thank you. But nobody was listening. Like I had this awesome collection of podcasts from all over the world, and nobody was listening. Nobody was clicking on that site whatsoever. It was costing me like 40 bucks a month, which isn't terrible. But if it's just 40 bucks for no freaking reason, I'm basically wiping my ass with 40 bucks. So I um, basically uh, just got rid of that shit. So if you're looking for uh, asidepodcast.com, um, it's not there anymore. It's gone. It's been... Uh, it's been a victim of history at this point. It's it's diminished. It's dust. It's dead and buried. Well, I don't know why I keep going on with all of these descriptives, but it's gone, man. One less thing. That's what I need to do. Like maybe I'll even combine these podcasts. But I don't want to sit there and talk about wrestling you know, like through the Brandon Bishop podcast. Even though I'm going to touch a little bit about being backstage at Raw and. uh you know, all the fun stuff. But anyways, I'm glad you're listening to me. I'm sorry it's been so long. And it, you know what? It might be another three to four weeks till the next one. Who knows? It may be I might do one tomorrow. It's I, I just have to do this when I feel like doing it. And I'll tell you on, on social media when there's one out. Um, or if you just subscribe and, and all these little platforms will tell you right away. Hey, Brandon's got a new fucking podcast. out. Clip. Put things in your ears and listen to it. Simple as that. I listen to podcasts. I listen to like, you know, Jim Cornette. I listen to all the Conrad stuff. And I listen to podcasts. I just put it on my phone right here. I, what is this? iTunes. And I connect it to my Alexa. And then I just listen to it. And I, actually, that's what I did today. It's a snowy day outside. Couldn't really go anywhere. Just getting some work done at home. Just listening to podcasts in the background. And it got me in the mood. Yeah. And now it's my turn to get you in the mood. With the headlines. It's time for the headlines, baby. Let's get funky. Okay, there's been a lot of headlines in the last couple of weeks, and most of them have been Donald Trump stuff. The level of stupidity. I think the guy's on coke. I I mean that. I'm I'm pretty sure. I know I... Almost guarantee he's done it. He's one of those rich billionaire tycoon playboy types. So, you know, the powder is going in the nostrils. But I'm pretty sure, like, right now, he's coked out of his brain. There's some of the things that he's been saying that are just nonsensical. Like, literally, a 12-year-old pulling things out of its ass, like, through his mouth. Uh, Like, literally, 12-year-old knowledge level of things. It's it's so sad. It's... (laughs) I don't even want to, I don't want to get started on the stuff with the Kurds because it pisses me off. Uh, but a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know you're entitled to your own opinion on everything. Uh, you know we'll talk about the Kurdish thing. It's 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 hard for us as Americans over here, you know, with our fucking cell phones and our McDonald's and our you know 65 inch televisions. And I'm just honestly looking around my apartment saying these things, and I have all of them as well, so I'm a hypocrite. But you know, it, it's it's luxury, it's comfort. Like my apartment, I, I downsized from a huge house to a small apartment on purpose because I'm always traveling and I didn't need it. I had empty rooms like with nothing in it. 
And it was years ago when I did this and I, and I'm so happy in this little space that I'm in. Uh, but you know, I look around and this would be a luxury. Like I would be a rich man in most of the world. So it's hard for us to sit here and talk about, you know, uh, an area like, you know, the Kurdish occupied Syria, uh, districts, uh, whatever they call it, but it's, it's a shame, man. You know, these people have been there for hundreds of years. Uh, Kurds make up a huge portion of that region throughout Iraq and, uh, you know, Syria, obviously, but, and even, I, I think a little bit of Iran as well. I, I could be wrong, but you know, these people have been like fighting and dying for decades, fighting and dying for decades. Think about that. You're talking generations like grandfathers and and their and fathers and sons were all fighting the same shit this endless fucking like religious faction war constantly like grandfathers fathers sons and you know grandsons and now it's you know getting into another whole generation and people and I was hoping by now that you know it's 2019 almost 2020 like why are we shooting each other it makes no fucking sense is that we're we're still cavemen at this point and i say we yes us as americans as well and then you know you got turkey over there bombing the kurds now and turkey's a part of nato so they're you know our allies the kurds have been our allies but you got this fucked up administration who's like you know donald trump actually said why should we help the kurds when they didn't help us in World War II. <laughs> oh my goodness, Donald, 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 fucking Donald. Donald, you know who else didn't help us in World War II? Germany. They didn't help us whatsoever. Not even a little bit. You know who else didn't help us in World War II? Japan. How about Italy? How about them? You know, everybody, you know, kind of sweeps Italy under the rug, but no, they were a major pain in our ass for World War II. <sighs> But, <laughs> you know who did help us in World War II? Russia, yeah. Maybe that's uh, where Donald Trump's brain is. Not that Donald Trump is actually making these decisions. Don't, don't let that be, don't let that fool you, okay? He's a distraction. He's a, he's a, a, a flame fanner, and he just says something stupid and then reads something or makes up something in his fucking head. And then all the stupid people that voted for him and go to his rallies and still support him are like, yeah, that's right. Fuck them Kurds. They didn't help us in WW2. Are you out of your goddamn mind at this point? I, I'm not even like going to sugarcoat it anymore and say you just might be stupid. No, you are absolutely freaking stupid if you're going to buy into a line like that. Anyways, I don't want to do a Trump thing because every single time... I do a podcast, it could all be about what Donald Trump has said or done or cost us in the long run. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a liberal. I'm definitely not a conservative or, or a, I'm, not, I'm not a libertarian. I'm not any of this shit. I, I'm very independent. I, ha, I don't like any of them. If you don't think they're all working together, you're insane. Um Let's just hope we can get this embarrassment behind us within a year. You know, if they impeach him, it doesn't mean mean he's leaving by any means. Um, and honestly, this nation's so stupid as it is, and the electoral uh, process is so fucking rigged. 
with uh, just the gerrymandering and just the districts and the way everything is set up. It's so obviously bullshit that I wouldn't be surprised if we have another, not only this year, but another four years after that of this garbage. And who knows? Who knows where we'll end up at that point? We're already out of the Paris Climate Agreement, the Iran Nuclear Agreement, the the Russian Treaty Agreement, uh, whatever that is, with the tariffs and all that stuff. Uh, our farmers are suffering because we've got more taxing on the, the shipments of China. And, you know, Donald Trump thinks about dollars and cents and make-believe stuff, and that's it. Dollars and cents over common sense, and it's really fucking this country up and dividing us even more. Anyways, other headlines. Oh, this one sucks. I don't, want to, I don't want this to be a negative thing. I just got my blood pressure under control. I got a brand new heart. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, but... California boy, 13, complained of bullying at school days before, I'm sorry, (laughs) let me start this over again, because either this is very bad punctuation on this title, or I can't read. California boy, 13, complained of school, oh my God, I can't fucking read, complained of bullying at school days before fatal, yeah, this is not written right, days before fatal sucker punch. Oh, fuck. So a 13-year-old kid died. My kid just turned 12 yesterday, okay? So this shit always, like any minute, some big dumb fuck kid with dumb fuck parents that made him a dumb fuck kid could go up and punch my kid in the face and he's dead. Anybody can kill anybody with a good punch, okay? I know that I've been hit in the face so hard that I've seen dead relatives. And I've hit people really hard to where they didn't get up and I was worried. So anybody can hurt anybody. Anybody can kill anybody with something as simple as a punch to the face. And this kid died 13 years old, just going to school. Cute kid. Looks like he may have been, I don't know. I didn't see his name, but Stoltz. Um, he was being bullied, asserted, uh, failed to take bullying complaints. Of course the district failed to take, cause that's actual work and our schools are, just cesspools at this point. Now, here's the thing. I'm all for kids settling their business. And I know that's almost hypocritical to what I just said. But if both parties, both kids are down for this fight and they want to settle their issues, let them do it. I hate to see anybody get hurt. I hate to see anybody die, of course. But this kid wasn't doing that. He wasn't sitting there with his fists up saying, come on, let's go, motherfucker. This kid was being bullied probably by more than one because that's usually how it is because these bullies at school are just pieces of shit and they can't fight by themselves. It's that whole gang mentality. It's like the gangs in the streets. Yeah, these wannabe little gangs. You know, there hasn't been a gang since the freaking, you know, the old school gangs with Prohibition and all that stuff on the streets of Chicago and New York and all that. Those were gangs. Those are the guys you didn't fuck with. They were powerful. They were smart. Yeah, they were criminals and they were pieces of shit as well. But, you know, those were gangs. These little street gangs, these little, you know, wannabe asshole pieces of shit that have no niche in life and no talent and no future, no drive, and they can't, you know, do anything by by the book. These are the ones that are just pieces of shit, and they can't fight alone, and they won't fight alone because they're all chicken shits. Anyway, I got a long history with that as well. <sighs> okay, who the... God, this kid's cute, too. It looks like he may have been... I mean, he's brown-skinned Stoles. I don't know what kind of name that is, but 
I imagine he was getting bullied because he was brown, because that's fucking important, I guess. So, anyways, um, so they, I guess they were gonna, man, they were gonna suspend these kids, but the kids showed up for school that day, anyways. Two boys, alleged, two boys, of course, alleged. This kid looks like he's about 90 pounds, tops, not even that, probably 70 pounds. The boys showed up at the school hours later. They sucker punched him. Video of the tech shared on social media showed his head hit a concrete pillar. Oh, my God, man. Oh, I didn't want this to be a negative. I haven't done one of these podcasts in a few weeks. And let me tell you something right now. If you're a parent, maybe you're a kid that still goes to school. For some reason, you found this podcast and you're listening to it. I talk to my kid all the time. And I ask him straight up, anybody fucking with you? And then, yeah, sometimes I actually use that language. So what? My kid never says it. I talk to him like a human. Maybe you should try that. Talk to your kids like they're humans. They're going to hear this shit anyway. My kid watches South Park and Family Guy with me. Who gives a shit? He's never done anything wrong, ever. You know who was completely kept away from bad words and nudity and all this stuff? Me. And I grew up to be an asshole for most of my freaking life through my 20s and early 30s and definitely my teenage years. I was a piece of shit. My kid's the most innocent person, human that I know. One of the most laid back, well-behaved, funny kids that I've ever met. Not one of them. The funniest, laid back, cool person I've ever known. And I treat him like an adult and I treat him like a human. And when I ask him about school, I says, anybody messing with you? And he goes, nope. And I know when he's lying to me and he's not, thankfully. I said, are you messing with any other kids? Are you being an, you know, you being a bully, you being an asshole? Nope. And I know he's not because he's not that kind of kid. And somewhere along the lines, you know, other kids will influence him. Absolutely. That's going to happen. And he's going to do stupid shit just like I did. And just like you did, just like all of us do. But, you know, it's my job, and it's his mom's job. He's got a wonderful mom, and he's got a wonderful stepdad, too. And he's got great grandparents, and he's got all these positive people, and he's smothered with love. You know, not everybody has that. I didn't really have that. I got a great mom now. She's my best friend. But back in the day, we didn't like each other. That's just, you know, just how it was, you know? We had differences. I was trying to be a budding rock star, you know, superstar guy, and, you know, they would I took them for granted. Of course, it just didn't click back then. Now it does. We're happy. We're best friends. I just got back from Detroit. And I'll talk about that later as well. Anyway, um, if you've got kids, treat them like humans. Treat them like you would want to be treated. Talk to them like you would want to be talked to. Don't, you know, my kid clams up sometimes. Okay, here's an example. There's a bunch of fat bitches, and you know I don't shame anybody. I'm chubby myself, but I'm going to say that because that's what they deserve to be called. A bunch of fat, ugly bitches at this arcade that my kid loves to go to. It's called Revved Up Fun, and uh, no negative light on the, the business at all because the place is amazing, and if you're in anywhere near Michigan, you should be going there all the time. But yeah, these you know fat bitches are all talking, blah, 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 probably talking about you know whatever fat bitches talk about. And this has nothing to do with them actually being fat, which they were, but um, 
It's just, like I said, it sounds terrible to say, and they're terrible people. So I want to say something terrible about them. All right. All right, how about I just call them pieces of shit? Because nowadays, you can't call anybody fat, even though they're probably fucking obese like these women were. Anyways, my kid's waiting in line for this XD dark ride thing. It's really cool. You put on 3D glasses, you got a little laser gun, and you it's badass. It's wind blowing on your face. It's like not 3D, but XD. It's awesome stuff. Uh, like I said, go to Revved Up Fun. Check it out. Uh, anyways, my kid's waiting in line, and he, there's like five of them, and they're kids, and they just basically push him out of the way and stand in line. I don't know if they just didn't see them because they were so fat, but I'm watching from about 20 feet away because I just keep an eye on my kid like I'm supposed to, uh, even though I trust him and he'll never do anything wrong that I'm that I can imagine, but I watch him because I'm supposed to. And I watch them. They literally nudged their, their way into maybe, they, like I said, maybe they didn't see them because they couldn't see past their hips or whatever, but it happened. And so when the ride opens up, you know, they all start piling in. They're like hungry, hungry hippos. And, and, it, and my kid's sitting there like, okay, with his little card in his hand that he has to zap to get on it. And they're just like walking right past him. So I stop in and say, hey, no, 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 no. Excuse me. He's been waiting in line before any of you got here. So step back and let him get on the line. And I thought that was that. And they were like, no, I was here first. And he just walked up. And I said, look, I don't want to hear your mouth. I don't want to have a conversation with you. You're nowhere near my fucking radar. Okay. I don't need to have this conversation. I'm telling you, my kid was standing right here and you nudged into him and just walked right past him like he didn't fucking exist. So you step back. Immediately, and this is all pretty much verbatim at this point. And for some reason, I thought my kid, you know, scanned his card and went on there, but he didn't. So I'm standing out. He he walked away. He was upset at this point, and I actually thought he was upset because I, <laughs> you know, maybe I embarrassed him. I was like, oh shit, did I embarrass him? Like maybe I should have let him handle it himself or something. But he was just upset that there was an altercation because he doesn't see a lot of that because he's a good fucking kid. He doesn't surround himself by dramatic assholes like these fat bitches. So anyways, um, I'm standing outside the ride. You know, I'm thinking he's on the ride and I'm just making sure that they don't say a damn word to them because I would, I don't care if they're female. I don't care if they're what they are. You fuck with my kid. I will rip your fucking throat out. Fat bitch. But he wasn't on the ride. He took off. He went to a different ride because he didn't want anything to deal with it. And that's how I know he's a good kid because he didn't want anything to do. He's a better person than I am. Because I stepped up and I was going to, you know, just, yeah. I was fist clenched walking up in there and they knew it. So anyways, he took off and went to play laser tag and he was like a little teary eyed. And I'm like, what's the matter, dude? Like, was it me? Did Did I upset you? I'm sorry if I did. You know, how would you rather me handle this? And he goes, no, it wasn't you. It just, I don't like drama. So anyway, that's how I know he's a good kid. Now, if you've got kids or if, like I said, you're a kid yourself and you're in schools and you're targeting somebody who's anybody, it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter if they're weaker than you. It doesn't matter if it's a bunch of you and you're fucking with somebody who's, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, this will always happen in school. It happened to me when I was in school. I got in fights in the hallways. But, you know, you're... Uh, and I know, you know, parents, it's... 
it's a, it's a double-edged sword because you don't always know what your kids are up to. Your kids could be the sweetest people in the world when they come home from school, but as soon as they go to school, they're just little fucking steaming nuggets of orange shit. Oh, shit, I'm talking about Donald Trump again. Okay, anyway. um, But you have, you have to know your kids. You have to know your kids. They, they, they say don't be best friends with your kid. That's bullshit. Be best friends with your kids. Know everything about them until they're old enough to do their own thing. And then attempt to know them because they're you know doing their own thing. Um, and they're not going to want to know you. And I'm not ready for that at all. You know, my kid last night fell asleep on me and... Uh, Basically, or not last night, night before, you know, passed out on me. And I'm sitting there, I'm getting free snuggles at this point. I'm like, oh, wow, I don't know how many, he just turned 12. I don't know how many, how many of these I'm going to get from here on out. So, but yeah, learn, just keep in touch with your kids, man. Find out what they're doing. Spy on them. Check their phones. They're minors. They're your children. You know, I check my kid's phone all the time just to make sure there's no stupid motherfuckers getting into his head. Nobody out there talking about shooting up schools or dropping, you know, stupid fucking bullshit ideas that maybe he's impressionable enough to, to actually follow through with, which I'm, I hope he's not. I don't think he is. But spy on your kids. Know everything that they're doing. Treat them like adults. If they fuck up, treat them like you would treat an adult when he fucks up. If he's awesome, treat him like an adult, man. I'm just going to keep repeating myself, but, and there's really no cure for bullying. There never will be. There's always going to be assholes in your school. There's always going to be people that they prey upon. And if you're one of those, here's the thing, man. And I know this is like the most ballistic thing I could possibly say. Instead of killing some 13 year old kid by punching him in the face, why don't you just fucking kill yourself? I know, isn't that, isn't that rigid? Isn't that like the most horrible thing I could possibly say to a kid? No, I don't want you to kill yourself, but I do want you to kill that version of yourself. Wake up, man. You're not that important. You're not cool. You're not a badass. You're not a big gangsta, whatever the fuck these stupid-ass rap songs are trying to tell you that you are. You're not anybody else. You're not tough. You're a piece of shit. Do you want to be a piece of shit? Is that what you want to be known as for the rest of your life? Because nobody thinks you're cool. And parents, I'm talking to your kids too. This is what you should be saying to them if you find out that they're doing this dumb shit. It's, it's sad, man. And it happens again and again and again. You know, maybe not, they, they don't all die from a sucker punch. But they could. They still get hurt. They're still scarred for fucking life. I still think about how it felt when I had two guys jump on me in the hallway in high school. Thankfully, I happened to have my locker room, uh, my locker lock in my hand, wrapped it around my finger, smacked this motherfucker in the head. The other ones took a step back real close. I'm bleeding from the nose. I'm bleeding from the lip. <clears throat> and all I could think of is, why, dude? I'm just here fucking being miserable at school. Why do you got to make it worse? And kids are going through that all the time, and I'm so thankful, hopefully, that mine's not. And you know what? Fuck the rest of the headlines. Product placement. Brandon likes this stuff. Okay, I'm going to keep the product placement quite quick because... I just talked about school bullying and shit for way too damn long. 
Um, product placement, real quick, is something you can't buy. It has to be prescribed to you, and it's basically saved my life. Um, it's it's <laughs> here's the thing, guys. I'm talking to guys mainly here because I know I guess women have high blood pressure as well, but mostly I think they have low blood pressure. So you know, I'm just. Here's the thing. I, this is a double-edged sword for me, okay? Again, I've used that term twice now. I went over, I, I don't know, when I was a kid, what you know medications I may have been on, if any. But I don't think so. I don't remember taking anything uh, repeatedly. But for the better part of my adult life, I have never taken any medications. I never went to the hospital. I never went to the doctor. Um, I got checkups and blood tests because I wanted to make sure I wasn't, you know, <laughs> uh, had the mud blood by any means. Um, you know, I definitely don't want any STDs. And, you know, I just got another blood check. And if, somehow it's unbelievable after like literally thousands and thousands of women that I've been with sexually. Okay, I'm just being an asshole now. No, but I don't, you know, I don't have any STDs or anything. That's great. I thought everybody had HPV, but I don't. Like, how do I not have that? I thought everybody, I kind of feel left out. Like, I don't have, like, any, like, traceable herpes syndromes. I'm like, everybody has herpes. Like, 90% of the people have, or 80% of the people have herpes. And I don't have it. I mean, maybe there's some strain that they couldn't catch or something, but, you know, I've, I've never broken out or anything. I'm shocked. And I feel like I'm left out of the club. So I got to go, you know down one of these dark alleys here and find me a nice woman and maybe give her about 40, 50 bucks. And, uh, you know, I, I got to join the club. Just like, I got to be in your club. I got to get the herbs. I got to get the HPV or something because it, it, maybe I'm immune to them. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe some of us just can't get them, which is awesome. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, I'm just being a jackass, but no, seriously, I mean, good blood pressure, pressure is back to normal and it, and my health is basically from these tiny little pills that I take. And I've been against the pharmaceutical industry for years. I mean, my insurance, you know, it, it's great. It covers most of everything. It, my, my little, like, medications are like three bucks a piece. And I don't want to be one of those guys or one of those people that are just, you know, I take these three medications for this, and I got to take this medication because of the side effects of this medication. And then, you know, at night I take these four pills, and then it helps me sleep, and this one helps me wake up, and this one helps, you know. I don't want to be that fucking guy. I never wanted to be that guy. And thankfully, there's no side effects to any of this stuff. Only thing, I pee a lot, which is great because it helps me lose weight, and I'm still struggling to lose those last 25 pounds. So I, all I'm going to say for the product placement thing is if get checked out. Get your fucking shit checked out, especially, you know, I'm a guy, so I'm going to talk to you guys real quick. You know, women, they get, you know, they, 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 they always get all the awareness for breast cancers and, and uh, you know, pap smears and all that stuff. There's, there's a lot of that out there. But guys are, you know, always too proud to talk about this, that, and the other thing. No, 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 no. Get your everything checked. Get your colon checked. Get your balls checked. Get all that shit checked, man. Get your blood pressure checked. I had no idea I was that out of whack. I knew I was a little out of shape. At that time, thankfully, I've lost a lot of weight. But these little pills, man, medication, I never like thought I'd be promoting anything like this. But um, yeah, man, <laughs> it, it helps. It saved my freaking life. And I will say that. I know it's a little dramatic to say, but I truly believe that it saved my life. So product placement, simple as this. Get checked out. Get Just get a physical. If you haven't done it in a few years, you're way overdue. Get it every six months. Just 
Get it done, man. Check your blood pressure at these little, you know, drugstores and stuff. They got the little things you can stick your arm in. Just do it. It might just save your life as well. Oh, God. Welcome to the Dungeon of Douches. These people are assholes. All right. This week's uh, Dungeon of Douche inductee. Uh, the, The man that we're going to take by the ankles, drag him down a long, dank, dark, musty hallway. Open the creaking iron door. Yes. Can you see all this in your head? It's like a blue-gray color, stone walls, big creaky iron door with a massive, like, Viking horn for a handle or something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. You're creaking it open. And then we're going to grab him by the ankles again. What's your chain together? And we're going to pull him into the dungeon of douche, hang him upside down, and let him sit there and rot while the rats nip at his, uh, I don't know, ears or something. Anyway, this guy's, yeah, like I said, I, I don't want to talk too much pro wrestling, but something recently just really kind of pissed me off in pro wrestling, and it's it's just the dumbest shit ever. It's more divisive, like, look at me, I'm fucking using the race card bullshit, and I'm tired of it, I'm tired of it. I don't care what fucking color you are. Nobody really truly cares about what color people are. It's just, it's not a thing anymore. It's all about character, actions, and skill. If you happen to be a black guy who's a piece of fucking shit asshole, then guess what? You're a piece of fucking shit asshole who gives a fuck what color your skin is. There's more white assholes in this country because there's more white people in this freaking country than anything. 60% of this country is white people like me. And you know what? There's a great portion of them that I wouldn't fucking piss on if their face was on fire. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. Racism is dead. It's only stupid people that keep it alive by talking to it and pouring gas on little tiny fires and turning them into infernos online or something. Everyone's got their little soapbox on Facebook. Everybody's got their little Instagram thing where, oh my God, my feelings are hurt. It's very rare these days that somebody's actually bringing up something with substance, something that's truly offensive, something that's truly just deplorable, okay? It's, it's very rare. So the WWE has called Albert Hardy Jordan Miles because he has a nice smile and miles rounds with smile. I can see where that came from. It's a marketing thing. It's not very good. Uh, but maybe they could have ran with it. He's a tremendous athlete. He's a very inept. He had a great independent circuit. And all of a sudden, like overnight, he turned into the biggest dumbass that I've ever, like, uh, the biggest dumbass in, in, in a while in the wrestling business, okay? So, uh, <laughs> here's what uh, Albert Hardy has done. Uh, WWE releases a t-shirt for him. Now, here's the process that WWE does for, for releasing products. They come up with concepts. They run it by the talent. And then the talent approves it. And then the business approves it. And then it goes up for sale. That is how merchandise is done. Everybody I know in WWE can confirm this for me from the biggest stars to people who have just gotten into NXT like him. So I would also like to point out that WWE has a thing online 
and WWEshop.com, where you can make these shirts any color you'd like. So uh, what uh, Albert Hardy has done is he took the black shirt, and it has his, it, it, his shirt logo is basically, it looks like a mouth with the name Jordan Miles in it, which almost looks like teeth. It's a big smile. I mean, they're basing his gimmick off of his smile. That's what this whole thing is about. So he picks the black shirt with that logo on it, which, you know, oops, it could possibly look like, you know, like a blackface type of thing. Kind of. But if you look at Finn Balor's shirt on a black shirt, his design is also a mouth with Finn Balor in it, a little more sharp teeth and demon-like stuff for his demon character. And it looks very similar. No outrage there. Because he's from Ireland. Now, if there was two like eyeballs above it, and it only came in black or brown, and <laughs> then I could you know see that or something, and it had a big afro with it with a pick in it, and you know maybe a little caption that says "Oh Lord, have mercy, have mercy, Lord, oh help me, Lord" or something like that. Then of course it's offensive, and it should be like just destroyed online and. You know, whoever's responsible for it should be immediately fired. But that's not this. It's a fucking logo of a smile with his name in it. What, you know, black people can't, like, be associated with a smiley face anymore? Is that really what you're trying to get at here, Albert? Because if it is, you're stupid. I mean, no, we all know that you're stupid at this point. Because what you've done after that, not only did you, you're fucking shitting all over your employer... Instead of just going to him and saying, hey, man, <laughs> this looks a little like blackface to me. So can we scratch that and start from scratch? Because this is, this is you know, a little, this could be taken wrong. That's how you do it. That's called being a professional. You're working for a multi-billion dollar company that hired you, that had faith in you, brought you on board, put you on national television, raised your bar. Bigger than it's ever been because nobody's fucking heard of you outside of the independent circuit and nobody's heard of anybody in the independent circuit except for like super extreme marks. <clears throat> and you pay them back. And you're probably getting, you know, eighty, ninety thousand $90,000 a year to start, which will go up into the six figures as soon as you get called up and get some recognition. But you pay them back by... <laughs> trashing them online, calling them racist, tagging Triple H and Vince McMahon in the post and saying it's racist and, and saying WWE doesn't care about black people. What are you, fucking Kanye? Well, guess what? Kanye's stupid too. And then you're trying to tag other people in it that don't want anything to do with you. All the black wrestlers in WWE who are happy with their merchandise, who's happy with their spot in the company. People like Cedric Alexander. And thankfully, you know, Booker T called you out on it and said you're, you're being stupid. And you are. It's the dumbest shit ever. Like, you need to be smacked in the fucking face. This is not how you conduct yourself as a businessman. This is not how you conduct yourself uh, to your employer. And this is not how you rally the fucking goddamn people behind you who are also stupid for buying into your bullshit. And dividing people even more than they're already fucking divided. Pro wrestling is one of those things. Yes, people will say there's been racism in it forever. People will attach racism to fucking everything if they're not getting what they want. Well, guess what? It's one of the least fucking racist things in the world, to be honest with you. I've been involved with the business for 20 fucking years. And you know what? I've never even smelled it. And trust me, I can smell racism because I'm from Detroit. 
Don't even get me started on that shit. When I was the minority, I thought the N-word meant me. So you're taking this thing and you're stretching it out and you're blowing it up and you're exaggerating and you're a piece of shit for it. All you're doing is dividing people. Come on, hey, come on, get on my side. Yeah, make your profile picture black and white so fucking, yeah, we can protest. Nobody's following you, Albert Hardy, Jordan Miles, whatever the fuck you want to be called. You're not going to be called Jordan Miles pretty soon, and you're not going to have merchandise pretty soon. You know why? Because I hope the WWE fucking endeavors your ass, and if you don't know what that means, it means fires your stupid ass for being a goddamn jackass piece of shit race card using motherfucker loser. Just quit wrestling as it is. Cause you know what? After this bullshit, AEW's not going to want you. Impact's not going to want you. Ring of Honor's probably not going to want you. You're going to be going from VFW hall to fucking high school gyms to backyards doing your stupid shit, complaining about, I was let go because the WWE is racist. No, the WWE's not racist. Ask around. I've been backstage several times. I was backstage two weeks ago. Guess what? It's a fucking machine. Machines aren't racist. Okay? Anyways, Dungeon of Douche, Albert Hardy. Enjoy your stay, dumbass. Welcome to the Hall of Respect. These people are awesome. I love them. All right, this week's Hall of Respect, I'm going to keep it simple again. Um, it's a personal one. It's a friend of mine named Heather. Heather, Heather. I've been friends with this girl for went over 20 years now and uh, we met in Lawton, Oklahoma. She was a bartender. I was running the, the concert club in the back and we just hit it off. She was part of ACW for a long time, not for a long time, but for a short time there in the beginning. And uh, just, you know, we always remained friends and um, lately we reconnected and, you know, we're better friends than we've ever been. Uh, the reason I'm putting her in all of respect is because she's awesome. Uh, she basically has gone out and gotten more subscriptions for my television company uh, than anyone has in like literally a month. Uh, she's kicking ass at that. And this is just basically my way of saying thank you to her. Uh, she's just been, you know, like I said, one of the best friends that I've ever had. So I, you know, I don't always show emotion towards people, like even just friends and stuff like that. But as much as I should, I save all that for my kid and I save that for my mom and people like that. But, you know... Uh, it, it's just one of those things where I was looking around and it's like, who could be in the Hall of Respect this week? And um, it's uh, it's just cool to have a really, really good friend who's there for you. You know, I've always spent my life, you know, doing things for other people and being there for them. You know, she's out there looking for investors for the networks and stuff right now. I mean, she's not getting anything out of this except for, you know, me being a friend. I'm poor, man. I, <laughs> I am not a rich man whatsoever. I mean, I may be doing better than other people, but I'm definitely not doing as well as I, you know, need to be doing. And, uh, you know, when you got a friend like that, uh, I'm not going to say looking out for you because I'm not her, you know, responsibility by any means, but, uh, yeah, I just really wanted to say, I appreciate, um, everything. We got to see each other in New York City, got to see each other for a day in Detroit. Uh, she hooked up my son with a shoot for a show at this uh, circus trapeze place, which was a lot of fun. That episode will be on a side TV uh, real soon. Just an all around awesome chick. Big high five uh, through the microphone, through your speaker. And uh, love you to death, girl. Thanks for uh, being a pal. And uh, hopefully in another 20 years, uh, I'll put you in the hall of respect again if we're still doing all this bullshit. So hall of respect. 
my friend Heather. Third. Give me the meat! Give me the meat! How can you have any pudding if you don't give me the meat? Okay, today's meat. I just got back from Detroit. As many of you know, I was born and raised in Detroit. And uh, it's always good to go home, man. And it's always good to take the kid with me and show him the things that I did. You know, when I was growing up, it was his birthday on the on the 26th. It's my birthday, actually, tomorrow. So we're both Scorpios up in this bitch. We're a couple of Brandon Bishops. And, uh, uh, you know, our birthdays are close. So I'm totally going to use this kid's credit, like, to maybe buy a new car here in a couple of years or something. And uh, hopefully I don't destroy it. In a pro- I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that to him. But uh, I do need to fix my credit. Anyways, uh, the meat's going to be pretty quick because this whole episode's been kind of uh, yelling about different things. Uh, Albert Hardy, he's a piece of shit. Donald Trump, he's a piece of shit. Uh, bullies are a piece of shit. And have I done anything positive? Oh, I said hi. You know, shout out to my friend Heather. That's cool. Just did that. But it's you know, it's just it's just good to be home. It's good to be in the same hug as my mom and my kid at the same time. Cause my mom lives in Detroit. You know, my son lives here. I have him half time. I only get to see my mom a couple weeks out of every year. And, uh, that, that, that sucks. So it's, it just feels really good. Um, while we were out there, we got to, uh, you know, get some filming done. Got to go to Lafayette Coney again. Like I said, my friend Heather hooked us up with this uh, place called the Detroit fly house, which is about, like it's a circus training thing with trapezes and like there's you know stripper poles and stuff in there as well. So it was a little awkward for my kid, but he had a blast. Uh, we got to go to Granite City, which is in the base of the uh, Renaissance Center, and uh, and the, basically the reason I'm talking about this and making this the meat of the episode is just I kind of wanted to talk about home. Um, you know, I was born in 1973, and shortly thereafter, Detroit was my home and. It's my earliest memories, and it's some of my very best memories, the Detroit music scene, which I was supposed to go see the band Halloween, uh, who's been around for like 30 fucking years. They're playing at Harpo's, which has been around forever. Roosevelt, the owner of Harpo's, is the, uh, uh, you know, he's a good friend of mine. Halloween, they're all good friends of mine. I was supposed to go with my friend Pat DeLeon, who stiffed me. (laughs) So I was going to take my kid on his 12th birthday, you know, to Harpo's to see the band I've known my entire life. And I love these guys are amazing. If you don't know Halloween from Detroit, go look them up. Cause they're a badass metal band. And uh, I was going to take him to celebrate his 12th birthday at the place. I celebrated my 21st birthday. Uh, and let me talk about that for a second. <laughs> so I booked the band guilty party at Harpo's and, uh, they were doing really good at that point. Had this massive stage show and all this fun stuff. Um, So it was my 21st birthday, and I was keeping this a secret because I've already been going to these bars for like four years, booking bands, drinking, uh, being in bands, the whole thing. I was, yeah, I was very underage, but nobody asked me for stuff because I was always there filming TV shows where I was interviewing bands and showing, you know, filming the bands on stage and all that stuff. You know, I was taking girls home, and, you know, I started when I was 17 at this stuff, okay? So my my buddy Mike Barrett, who's the bass player of Guilty Party, still friends with him just to this day. Um, the, he basically gets on the microphone and says it's our manager's birthday because I was you know booking that band, and he duct tapes me to a chair, and I'm letting him do it because it's my birthday. I knew it was going to be something. They literally duct tape me to a fucking chair, like a bar chair. And next thing I know, there's this eerie music playing, and there's this huge coffin 
being carried all and Harpo's is enormous. It's massive. And they're carrying this huge coffin, like six of them. It's like this big elaborate production all the way around Harpo's. And there's about 2000 people there. It was crazy packed. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then um, they, they plop it on stage next to me after, you know, taking it around and out, out of the coffin comes this gigantic cross dressing uh, stripper <laughs> named Renee Cross. I, I actually have to look this guy up or girl up. I, I don't know how serious he took the trans things so or whatever, but he was a drag queen. Came out and did this big stripper pole, you know, stripper dance for me. And I fell over in my chair like I was, you know, on cue basically. And it was just a really cool thing that they did. But then Mike gets on the birthday and goes, Happy 21st birthday. <laughs> so the bar owners at that point, Ernie, I can't remember the other guy's name, comes up to me and goes, 21, huh? Yeah. Almost got in a little bit of trouble. They laughed it off and bought me a beer. So, um, anyways, lots of memories there. I was really hoping to do it, but like I said, it was uh, it was raining like crazy outside, and it was getting late. We had to get up at four o'clock in the morning to catch a seven o'clock in the morning flight at Detroit Airport. So, it just didn't work out, and I regret it now. I just wish I would have gone and just been tired or something. I mean, I'm home now, so it's easy to look back. But it's um, and I didn't sleep that night anyways, and I was tired, so. But it was just a great trip all the way around. Uh, it's always good to be with the mom. I always feel like she needs me there, and I wish I could be there more often. But it sucks when you don't live around someone you know that you love that much and that you want to be there for. I would love to do just even once day a week, just do lunch, you know, with my mom. And you know that's why I'm busting my ass with these networks and even this podcast, you know, the books and everything, just because I. I got to get to that level where I can just go to fucking Detroit on every week for a day or two and just, you know, get some housework done for them, go to lunch, just be there. And it, it sucks because, you know, I'm, I, I don't feel like I'm stuck in Colorado. I love Colorado Springs. It's a beautiful city. There's, I got a ton of friends here, but you know, I, I, my home is Detroit. It's always been, you can say what you want about Detroit. I mean, it's much better than it is, has ever been, to be honest, if you ask me, but it's just my home and I, I miss it so much and I, I can't imagine dying anywhere else. I can't imagine, I can't imagine being here for too much longer. I'm here for my son. That's the only reason if my son didn't live here, that's why I don't haven't bought a house here. That's why I haven't dug deep roots here. I've been here for 12 years in Colorado and you know what? I, it's still not home to me. My cat's here. <laughs> that's really the only piece of home. And my son's here, of course. Um, that's it. But my son's the reason I stay here. I can't just grab him and move to Detroit. I wish I could. But I would never do that to his mom, even if I was, you know, legally could. So, you know, for all of you out there that are just kind of jet setting and, you know, they don't. It, it's hard to tell. It, it, what am I even getting at here? It's just hard to. Be away, and I, it's time for me to go. My everything inside of me, my brain and my heart says it's time to go back to Detroit. Well, my kid's twelve, man, so I got at least another you know six years of uh, being a Colorado native, I guess. But it's not home. I don't feel at home. I'm not comfortable. I don't want to be here. Um, and that, and that's you know that that fucks with you. It really does. It fucks with everything. Just you feel it all. You feel off. But when I go home for Detroit, even if it is for like just five days, like I just did, I feel like I feel like I'm at home. I know where I'm going. I can breathe differently. It just feels right. The water tastes right. Just the air smells right. 
I went for a run around the park there in Woodhaven, Michigan. And, you know, after being in this altitude for 12 years, I can run around that son of a bitch a hundred times if I wanted to. Ran for two straight miles, didn't even take a deep breath. I come out here and I'm sucking wind getting up the stairs. So yeah, I mean, biologically, mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. Even financially, I think I could do my business up there and do it a lot better. But this is where I am. My son is where I'm at, and no matter where he's at. And, uh, you know, maybe when he's 18 and he's off on his own, then he'll, maybe he'll go to Detroit with me. Who knows? It's six years down the road. It's impossible to uh, even fathom at this point. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really homesick. You know, I miss, uh, I miss my mom. You know, I'm, you're never too old to say that. I just, you know, it's just not, I'm not going to say it's not fair because that sounds whiny and nobody ever gets, you know, fair, anything, nothing's fair. But if I had the perfect life, I'd be in Detroit with my son, with my business, just kicking ass. But it's not going to happen for a long time. So I'm just, you know, I'm still here in Colorado and I'm back. Like I said, my cat's here, my kid's here, my business is here. This is where I belong at the moment. But there's going to come a moment... There's going to come a time, there's going to come a place and a day where I just go home. Now it's time for the happy ending. Okay, the happy ending. What should I talk about? I'm, I'm going to talk about a little something that is positive, and it's uh, confidence. I've gotten a lot of my confidence back. Like, you know, when you're 275 pounds and you're barely breathing, your heart's beating out of your chest, you're tired all the time, you can't accomplish the things that you've always been able to accomplish. And this is not an age thing. This is, uh, you know, I was sick type of thing. I was uh, not doing well. But I've lost a lot of weight and I feel good again and I'm motivated again. I'm, and that's another reason I haven't been doing these podcasts as much as I you know, promised that I would is because I just didn't fucking feel like it, man. So... But, you know, it's different now. I'm traveling again. I'm filming and, and just I'm out there making money again. And, and I got my confidence back. I'm dating again. Holy shit. Like, that's something I just basically sworn off. I'm like, I don't want anybody to see me naked. Like, ugh, ugh, ugh. And it's not like a line of people that are seeing me naked right now by any means. I mean, it's not like, you know, they're, they're pushing in the door and, and cracking open the windows. By you know, it, It's not happening. But. It's just nice to have confidence back, and it's nice to feel like myself again. And like I said, I just got back from Detroit. I never feel more like myself than I do when I'm there. Um, the hardest part about you know back to the the trip thing again is when you you know you leave your mom at home. You know you get five or six days, whatever. That's awesome. Very grateful to be there. Love my mom more than anything. And you got my son with me, and there's my whole blood family right there you know, my whole close blood family right there. And it's like, this is great. This is perfect. We don't have to do anything. We can just coexist. We can just have dinner and talk and it's, it's fun. That's good enough for all of us. But then you leave her behind and then you, you know, come back. Thankfully I had another day with my kid and then, you know, his mom picks him up, which like I said, great mom, nothing negative there to say, but I'm selfish. So I still, (laughs) I hate watching him walk away. So, you know, then you come back and you got a cat meowing at you and that's really it. And God, she won't shut the fuck up. I mean, that's the worst part of coming home on these trips is my cat will not shut the fuck up for like two weeks. I mean, you think I'm joking. No, it's literally meow, meow, 
meow. I had to lock her in the room because she would meow over this whole fucking thing. And there's nothing you could say. You could be like, shh, shut, shut up, anything. You could sprinkle water on her. She'll run away for a second and then meow louder because she's pissed at you. It's like she makes me pay for leaving her alone for a few days. She's meowing in the other room right now. I can hear her. It's insanity. But anyways, I, it's good. To, I'm grateful. You know, like I said, I feel like home when I'm there, and, and I'm, I'm grateful I get my son half time, and it's, he's awesome. I'm, I'm very grateful, and I've got my confidence back to a point. I still got a ways to go. I got another 25 pounds to lose, maybe actually 30 at this point after that trip. I have to admit that I went to White Castles. Not my finest moment, but it happened. But I, I'm very grateful. Got my confidence back. Um, it's a lot of people out there warming up the Brandon Hart at this moment. So thank you to all of you, and uh, you know, thank you just for, just for listening. I'm very grateful to have you as listeners. Um, we all struggle with confidence issues. I know you do. Of course we do. You could be perfectly fit with a million dollars in your bank, and then ten million dollars in your other bank. You know, drive the nicest car in the biggest house in the block, and you're still going to have confidence issues. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you look like. We all fight them. We all fight some form of depression. We all fight, uh, you know, our demons and everything, whatever you want to call them. I don't believe in demons, but you know what I mean. Um, we all have a struggle, man. So let's just start treating each other pretty good. You don't have to treat each other amazingly. You don't have to go out of your way for anybody that you don't know. You don't have to, you know, smile in the face of people that you don't like and hug them. Just be decent to each other. That's all you got to do. Instead of being divided by fucking t-shirt designs and being divided by politics and being divided by football teams and which iPhone or Samsung phone you use or, you know... In the grand scheme of things, it's all very, very stupid. And it's all making us very, very, very stupid. And everything's about competition now. It's, there's no, you know, there's nothing bringing us really together. What's, name one thing that's bringing us together. Holidays? No. That doesn't bring us together. Like, what, what brings, seriously, what brings us together? Outside of my, my, my close family and, like I said, friends like Heather and stuff like that, I, I can't think of anything that just is, like, screaming love me or, you know, <laughs> anything like that. That's why I do a side TV. That's the best thing about a side TV. If you get a side TV right now, and yes, I'm going to do a plug because it's my podcast and it's my fucking television network. So listen, if you go to asytv.com right now, it's only $2.99 a month to watch. Way cheaper than Hulu, way cheaper than Netflix, way cheaper than Amazon Prime, way cheaper than HBO Go, way cheaper than the WWE Network, way cheaper than Disney Plus or whatever the hell that is. Check it out, asytv.com. It's going to be on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire real soon. Again. (laughs) But the main thing that we do is we tell stories. I mean, it could be a business, you know, it could be a place that I'm eating at or something like that. We're still telling the story of the place and the people that run it. There's a brand new show called The Vibes, which just released today, actually, on Asai TV. It's about the Rocky Mountain Vibes baseball team here in Colorado Springs. We're telling the story of what it's like to run a television, uh, to run a baseball team. To manage the whole stadium and, uh, you know, the, the, 
the advertising and the branding and it just it goes on and on and on there's so much stuff that we're going to be filming here pretty soon it's a great show we got shows about you know recovering addicts and domestic violence and we've got new shows about domestic domestic violence coming up we got shows about running a haunted house about bars and breweries and distilleries and wineries all over the world we got shows like lost in america about hidden treasures that people don't might not know about we've got shows you know paranormal shows like wrestling with ghosts we've got you know, and the thing is, they're telling a story too. We've got all these amazing things, and uh, you know, I tell my story through this. We all need an outlet, man. I mean, Facebook and you know, social media and Instagram and all that—that that, that's a form of an outlet. But too many people use it as a divisive outlet, where they're just preaching their shit and fighting each other. And I hate your football team, and I drink Pepsi and not Coke, and I. You know, it, it's, I'm done with that shit. I'm done with the negativity. Let's just all be decent to each other. You know what? If you believe in Jesus and all that stuff, fantastic. Good for you. I'm not going to damn you for that. I have in the past and I regret it. It's not my place to do that. We have to stop dividing ourselves over religion and politics and all this shit. It's just dumb. It's, at this point, man, it's almost 2020. It's dumb at this point. I've only got about 25 years left to live. I got a new heart now, so I truly believe that. 25, maybe 35 years left to live. Somewhere between 25 years and 35 years, I'm going to fucking die. I'm not wasting another half a second shaming anybody for how they look, bitching at anybody for what they believe in, cutting anybody down for you know, looking different or feeling different or supporting something that I do not, unless it's Donald Trump. But anyways, this is my outlet. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening to the Brandon Bishop podcast. I have no idea when the next podcast is going to be, um, but I'm going to put one together real soon. And uh, thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. Goodbye. <laughs>